Sandeep from Mauritius for another episode of the podcast World Web Stories. Welcome, Sandeep. Hi, David. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm fine. It's just a bit hot here in Mauritius, but apart from that, everything is good. So just for people that may not know where is Mauritius, can you tell us where it's located? Um, yeah, it's a small island uh, in the middle of the Indian Ocean. So you might know where Madagascar is. Yeah, uh, it's just a little south east of Madagascar. Nice, cool. So, um, what do you do in life, Sandeep? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, I'm a front-end developer. That's my job. But apart from that. Uh, I still could for fun, um, but apart from that as well, I guess I like to hike, play some sports, stuff like that. Yeah. Do you have uh, like places uh, in marshes where you can go for a hike? Yeah, plenty. Uh, that's been my hobby for the past two, two, three years or so. Just been going everywhere, everywhere I can around the island and trying to like discover the places that are right here nice nice so i'm curious do you remember when you started coding when when it was yeah um that's a long time ago so we are now in 2021 so i guess i started coding when i was in form two that would be in 2012 yeah. <laughs> how, no. how many years old you, you were at the time? No, not 2012. That would be 2002, I guess. 2002. Yeah, 2002. That's a long time. <laughs> I <laughs> think about it. <laughs> so I guess I was, I was 12 back then. And nice. we picked up like those computer classes. Uh, so in... in in Mauritius, we have like form one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in form one, that's where you get to start your computer classes. That's when you're around 11. And in form one, you just do the the paper stuff, like what is a mouse, what is a keyboard. You don't actually play with the computer. Oh, so but you, you actually next year, write on yeah. paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So what is an input device? What is a, like stuff like that? <laughs> So that was kind of boring. But the next year you get to actually play with computers and learn a programming language. So nice. that's when I got started into programming. So I, I think the first language was basic. Basic. So I, I imagine that like your colleagues or the, like other other people in your class, they they did the same course, but they may not have been as interested as you were. Like, do you know yeah. what, what, do you remember what motivated you to like continue, uh, like doing more and not just taking that class? I think I, the main thing was that I thought is what it was fun. And mainly because we got to go into the computer room and play games between the <laughs> programming lessons. <laughs> so we'd sit at the back and play Super Mario when the teacher wasn't looking. So that was kind of motivating, but I guess I stayed for the fun of actually programming. 
So since since the beginning, coding for you was something fun, and I yeah. imagine that's still the case today. Yeah, very much. That's my main motivation. I wouldn't do it otherwise. Nice. So so you you went to school. Um, how like did you like after school? Did you do in university or something like that? Like when when did you start? working as a front-end developer professionally. Can you tell us a little bit um, more about that story? Yeah, so after, let's call it high school, um, there was a small web development competition thing that happened on the island. Um, so the computer teacher just picked me and two friends. So he said, okay, you guys go and represent the school. Uh, so back then, no pressure. That, that 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 was because we made one web page in Microsoft front page, <laughs> and the teacher had no idea how how to do that. So he said, "Okay, these guys uh, know how to do web development. So let's send them." Um, we participated. We won the competition. Nice. Uh, it was a very ugly website with. Um, like you drag and drop stuff, but I guess nobody had, nobody else did better. So so we kind of won it. And then from there, I switched schools. So there was news that, okay, this is the guy who won that competition and beat us last year. <laughs> so I, I went to the school that came second. So then from there, I guess uh, there were more people interested into computing uh, and into the like the competitive aspect of it mm -hmm. so that motivated me to learn even more and then of course when i got to university i picked uh, wow your neighbor is getting close <laughs> yeah so ahead. then when i when i got into university i actually picked the computing course itself so all i did was computing and from there on, I also picked up a side job as developer while I was in university. Um, so that's where I started learning HTML, uh, JavaScript, and CSS. So, did you have a, yeah. did you did you have a lot of friends um, with the same interest that you had about mm. like computing and coding, that kind of stuff? I mean, most of the people in, in the computer courses were into coding. Like, I guess at least half the class were in for fun. The other half half was just there to, to do the course, I guess, because they couldn't get anything else. But yeah, there, there, was a, there was a lot of people who were very, very interested in programming. And, and, and I still keep in touch with a lot of them. And a lot of them are like, they have very, very good jobs in programming in Mauritius so abroad. Nice. So you've been mostly doing front-end, so like JavaScript, HTML, CSS. Um, mm -hmm. Like, are you still doing this, like the same stuff or are you expanding, learning new stuff about, I don't know, back-end, full-stack? You know that nowadays it's front-end, yeah. it's kind of like you have that blurry border between back-end and front-end. Nowadays, a lot of front-end developers also do some back-end. So what, what do you do in general? So 
I like to focus on front end. I don't like the term full stack. I don't think anyone is a true full stack. Um, it's like there are some people who are very, very good in everything. I know some of these people, but they are very rare. Um, and if you really want to be a full stack, it's going to be like you're a whole team by yourself. And then you have to sacrifice some other stuff. Like you probably need to get an assistant to do emails. I don't know. Some things need to be sacrificed. You can't handle everything. So for me, um, I chose to specialize in front end and I guess UX, not really UI because I suck as at designing. So <laughs> I've accepted that all my designs are like square stuff. So I don't mind admitting it, but, I will see if there's a pixel off, I will see it. So I guess um, I I go the UX and front-end way. And of course, uh, front-end is not just HTML these days. You know how it is. Um, you have to learn at least one framework. Uh, you have to be very good at it. And then I guess the other frameworks, you can understand them because the concepts are the same. They are pretty similar. But, what, what's, yeah, your, I, I, what's your favorite framework? Oh, my favorite framework is uh, Vue.js. Um, started with Angular uh, long ago, Angular 1.5. Uh, never got into Angular 2. Um, still today, um, I guess TypeScript is not what I liked back then because it was very, it's very different from what we're used to. Um, but yeah, uh, I then I, I picked up Vue. Vue was very friendly to me. Uh, I made a lot of projects in Vue, uh, and to this date, I still am a very fervent supporter of Vue. Um, I'm learning Vue free right now, which comes with TypeScript support. Um, this is actually very nice because I built a project like last week or so uh, with Vue free and TypeScript, and I kind of like it now. TypeScript it feel, makes me feel very safe. So yeah, for, for it's, exactly it's that's for, for a lot of people. I mean, even even including myself, like years ago when I started TypeScript was also more or less the same that you felt. And then a few years after coming back to it and and try to do it and and see the advantages. And now I don't have any project. I'm not using TypeScript. So um, yeah, yeah. That's back then it was like I was trying to fight TypeScript instead of doing the project um but i guess that's how it feels with view 2 because view 2 is not really made to be used with javascript but view 3 is very different um the, the, you, you can actually use it view 3 came out like like a few weeks ago right a few months um a few months ago yeah it was announced like one and a half year ago I was waiting for it very eagerly i get i forgot when it got released I think early this year or like late 2020 or something. So but yeah, tell us a little bit about like your job today. Like you, you work with other people. Like do you have like designers and other developers? How is your team today? Yeah. Um, so I didn't really talk about um, how I got where I am right now. But um, if we go at where I am right now, I'm working fully remote um, at a, it's a South African company. 
Uh, we have a branch in Mauritius, so I work with them. Um, but I'm not on the Mauritius team, I'm on the South African team. So all my colleagues are remote, even if I do have some colleagues here who work in the same company, I don't really work directly with them. So I've never met any of my actual colleagues, I would say. Um, but we still talk daily and this feels like the new, new normal now. Um, the company is very, very eager to keep the remote setting, uh, which is great for me because um, I was planning to build my home office anyway. So this is all perfect. And yeah, so I'm the front end guy in the team. Um, we have dedicated backends. We have uh, the product manager, we have the PMs, uh, there's the UX guy. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a big dynamic. And of course, there's a client. Um, we like all try to work together to come up with uh, the solution. My part of the job is to bring the front end, the best front end solutions that can fit the situation. So, and then maybe implement it or pass it on to someone else to implement. But yeah, I guess that's, that's what I do these days. So I know that you, you, you love do building stuff. Like that's something you, yeah. you do. Like last year, um, you build a website uh, on the COVID and all the statistics and numbers and probably mm -hmm. a lot of projects I'm not aware of. Um, like, why do you like you? Know, you know, a lot of developers they do their their work, uh, but they don't do too much uh, aside. Uh, but you've been building a lot of things uh, these last years. What 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 this brings to you building these projects? Why do you do this? What motivates you? Tell us about it. I mean, there is a number of reasons, but. The most important one is for fun. This is actually my hobby. Um, I guess many people don't get it and many people would like to go out like and have fun or like go hike. I do that now, but um, or go shopping. I don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is actually really fun for me and it's it makes me better at my job. Um, there's no stress because... It's, I'm doing it for me. If it doesn't work out, who cares? If it works out, great. I have another project in my portfolio. And then I did realize that making projects and putting it out there is what will help me advance in my career. So, for example, if I'm looking for a job, um, they won't be interested in what, what my grades were in high school. They will look at what project I did last week. Um, and I try to maintain that and keep that up to date as much as possible. But that's not the primary motivation. Again, the motivation is fun. I just do it for fun. And and then I can imagine you learn a lot in the process of doing things yourself. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's that's enjoyable. And like you said, like you have you don't have any pressure on your on you. So it's like. If it works, I mean, I get it and I completely agree. If it works, it's fine. It doesn't work. You fix it eventually and then yeah. you deploy and then that's it. I mean, I could give you an example like the one of the latest projects. I mean, latest, 
last few projects I did, it's not that recent, but I guess two or three months ago, I saw that I saw a picture on Reddit. It was uh, a clock, um, but uh, with a special concept. Um, let me, let me, I guess I'll send you the link, but our our listeners won't get to see it because it's a good post. I, I will put the link in the in the article on the yeah. website. So this is an example of a project that's absolutely useless, but it's so much fun. Tell, tell me more. So, what's what's that clock? Yeah. So. Um, I just saw this, uh, yeah, I think it was a tweet about a clock that would be made up of other clocks. Interesting. So it's a digital clock made of analog clocks. And somebody actually did that physically. So that was very fun. I think it was an Arduino project or something. And then I, I looked at that and I said, okay, maybe I can do that in CSS. Oh, you that did it first. in CSS. Yeah. So I, I didn't know how to do it in CSS, but I thought it's a this good, might be doable. Yeah, that's yeah. a good exercise. Then I yeah, I tried for like a day or two and, and I did manage to make it. Did you get the link? I, I sent you the link in the chat. No, no. Uh, but I will check it out. I will check yeah. it out. But it's that make me really curious about. I need to I need to see how you did it. Cool. Um, so, can you? So, uh, how is the landscape in Mauritius about um, coding and web development? And like, do you have a lot of companies in Mauritius, or even people working with web and web development? Yeah, I think um, web development is like picking up really fast. It's I, I would say it's already big in Mauritius, and if you want to like have a look at the landscape, it's 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 a weird um, it's a weird picture that you will you will see. Because for myself, I'm involved a lot with communities, and you see a lot of the same faces in the conference. So you know who is in the community, who is who are the very skilled people, who are the new ones. You know that. But if you actually look at who is actually working in tech, it's much, much more than that. And there's like m many more people who don't show up in conferences but work in tech. And that's fine. Uh, th that's not an issue. But there's like many more, much more people working in tech than you can, like, like, than you can see in Mauritius, especially in web development. And web and development is, is really big. And do, would you... Would you be able to, I mean, do you have any idea why um, people working in that area as, like, you always have people that are really passionate and people that are yeah. just doing their job. Uh, do you think that may explain why sometimes you see always the same? Maybe they are the most passionate about their work and web yeah, development? Yeah, I guess or? I guess most of the people who show up for the conferences, it's because they are passionate about it or they are probably just looking for another job. Uh, so or making connections too. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place. It's the best place to make connections. Yeah. Um, but like about the other people who work in tech but don't merge with the community as much, um, I guess they're just there to do their job. Tech is a, is a sector that pays quite well. 
um, compared to the other sectors. Like in Mauritius, you have not, I would, I won't say there's many, um, how do you say fields, sector? Um, yeah, fields, I mean, areas, areas, yeah. areas yeah. yeah, not many areas that be well, when you get started, um, you would probably get the minimum salary at any other job. But when you get started in tech, you get a bit above and after two years, you get much more. So it's very, very attractive. And that's why many people get into it, not because they are passionate, but because they need a job. And that's completely fine. Everybody needs a job. Um, and I guess the economy benefits by getting a lot of people into it. So, yeah. So, yeah, my understanding is like you, you have a lot of companies in Mauritius um, that yeah. provide services and, and, and require people with these kind of skills. Yep. And lately I've, I've noticed that a lot of um, non-Mauritian companies are setting up base here and hiring Mauritians to work for them uh, instead of like hiring them like remotely. They actually come here and open up a branch and hire the most skilled ones. So it's easy for them to do because um, they can pay above average rates. Um, but that's still lower than what they would have to pay in Europe or in America or in where you are. Um, so it's a win-win for both of them. And yeah, I've, I've noticed that a lot. Uh, there's a lot of companies in Grand Bay, in Rivière Noire that opened up in the last few years. So um, do you have any, any, so we were talking about communities and, and, and events. Do you have any, any event uh, or conference in Mauritius um, that like, that brings people together about code and, and web development, this kind of stuff. Yeah, we have, um, I would say we have many events like that. Um, not many since the pandemic hit, but um, we do have the developers conference, which ran, which ran yearly since 2015. Uh, last year's got postponed. Um, we have the usual front-end coders meetup that you started when you were here. And I, and that I, I picked up after that. Um, so yeah, um, the front end coders meetup or the most active meetups uh, oh, till really? now, I would say. Yeah, because after the after the pandemic hit, um, not many people were doing regular meetups, and we thought, okay, let's do it online. And the MSCC actually set up a Jitsi server, um, but. I don't think many of the communities were using it, so uh, we just went through it and hosted, I think, three or four meetups on that. Um, but yeah, since January, I haven't hosted any meetups, so I should get back to doing one soon. Yeah, but that, that, we're in a challenging times. I mean, a lot of communities are like not as active as before because of COVID, and that's, that's understandable. But one of the aspects I found interesting and um is the fact that uh, conferences are not done online which should open some opportunities and and help some people that like even like nowadays we have conferences that for them even i would not participate because i would need to 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 pick a train take a train and, and go somewhere else now yeah. from my home i can i can attend that con that conference so that's that's pretty cool. i mean here it's not 
it's not really a problem. Like you can get anywhere with it in an yeah, hour. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But still, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to be able to just just join remotely. Yeah, and yeah. have no stress. Totally. So, what like if you you, you could resi- like say in 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 few few sentence or words like what's what's the challenges that developers in Mauritius usually face or could face in their career? What is the most challenging part you think uh, people may may feel? Um, I guess I can speak for web developers specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, not all developers, um, but I guess web in web you have this very low level of entry where you know, uh, we in two weeks we can make anyone a basic front-end developer can learn to understand HTML at least and change some colors. Uh, probably anyone could do that. But then how do you go from there to the senior front-end engineer who like who knows what's going on, who really understands how the browser works? There's a there's a gap there. And I think the hardest part is trying to get across that gap. Because um, once you get across that gap, self-learning is very easy. You, you can just keep going by yourself. But until you're there, uh, you will just, like, you might even get frustrated in a loop because you won't understand how something simple works or, like, I don't know, something like an image tag, which is quite magical, but many people don't know how it works because it, it's rendering something on the browser, it's making a fetch in the background. Uh, it's doing all of that, but it's just one line, an image tag. And if you try to explain all that magic to someone, they will say, look, I don't need to know all that. But then when they get an issue um, that they need to understand all of the behind-the-scene works, and then you you end, end up explaining how fetch works, how, what are requests over the web, what's the cache, and then all of that is not there at the beginning. But so I guess, yeah, that gap. Do you feel like people, like, they, I don't know how to say that, but they take shortcuts, um, and it's, what do you think it is? It's like people want to take shortcuts, people... It's like, both. People do want to take shortcuts, but I think... The way stuff is way too simple these days, like the web is also guilty of this. It's very, like, it's too easy to get into it. Like, you just get started. You just, like, compared to a Java programmer where you would need to set up the compiler first before you have your Hello World stuff, here you can just open Notepad and have it working already. But you don't really understand how it's working or what, what are the cool stuff behind it, even if, it, if it's just a local page. Like something very simple, like how many times did you see someone um, have a local HTML page and they just like they double click on it and open it in the browser? Um, they don't have like a local HTTP server because they don't know what that is. They will just open it with a file protocol and then you, you scratch your head and you think, okay, well, how do I start explaining what this is and why you need a server to view a page? 
because they will just tell you I can see it in my browser it opens <laughs> <laughs> that, that that reminds me like I I have some people con- that contact me through a p- platform that's called my job glasses in, in France and a lot of people like that are interesting in being developer and this kind of stuff I, I and I know that one of the thing I always explain is how I mean the basics of course but how a browser works because uh, I know that if they don't grasp that basic, like yeah. they, they 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 will be blocked some. I mean, somewhere in the future. And so this is, I think you, you pointed out something really interesting uh, for people that will listen to the podcast. Is basics are really important and and understand how things work. Even they are they may sound a little bit complicated at first are really important to not be blocked in in the future. Yeah, I think if, if someone thinks they they are finding a concept complicated, they probably miss something in the basics of it. Because once you get, like, for example, promises, I had no idea how they work behind the scenes. Like, you really have to get get to the low level and know what it is, what happens, what's happening behind, and then it all makes sense. But un- until then, it's like <laughs> it's like you're praying for the best. <laughs> and that, yeah, that I I went to through the same. I think it's something that probably people like us that are self-taught, taught, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. We 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 face this. Um, Probably, I mean, I I, I I had to face the same experience in the past, and sometimes I still way less than before. But I think this is maybe something that is common between people that uh, are self-tough. Tough. Oh my gosh, I can't say that word anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I think to come back to your question about what's the hardest thing, yeah, um, I don't think it's just uh, specific to Mauritius. I think the hardest thing is to get to that point where where you can self-teach yourself uh, before that it's going to be very confusing you you might find the whole thing very hard uh, you might wonder why your colleagues are getting good at it and you are not um, so I guess you just need to have that skill it's a skill that you acquire um, to break down the task into simpler tasks learn it and build from there if you if you try to skip a few steps you'll just get even more confused. I mean, uh, like I totally agree with what you said. Um, so um, I don't know what to ask. I mean, about like Mauritius and, and where you like aspects of life. How is like, how is a, a day in Mauritius? How you would describe what, what people do in during the weekend what, what give us a little bit of that I feeling mean, of Mauritius I, I can give you that but I'm not sure it's the same for all developers <laughs> in Mauritius so that's that's a disclaimer there <laughs> so um because I work remotely I just need my laptop um and an internet connection that's all I need to work how, how is the, um, the internet connection Mauritius um so last year uh, we got a new data package that is actually unlimited and not that expensive nice so and if i'm not mistaken now, you you've got recently a new cable 
a new submarine cable that connects Mauritius to the... I, I forgot which continent it is. No, you're not aware about that? No. Um, so, these cable talks, they've been around for years. No, but <laughs> apparently they, they, they put in place a new one. Uh, okay. Maybe three, four weeks ago, I guess. Uh, oh, I, I can't, maybe I missed that then. Yeah, I can't tell you exactly f like from where to where, probably like the African uh, continent, but I, I saw something about a new cable um, that was launched uh, linking Mauritius, if I'm not mistaken, of course. Yeah, so I'll look out for that. that. Yeah. yeah, but the new beta package that is available now is really good because you actually stop worrying because like I can run YouTube all day and it won't it won't run out so I won't do that but actually I don't have to worry oh, is this package about to be over can I still do my work yeah um, because before so, before like for people that don't know like before you you had a package but it was limited in terms of I forgot down, yeah I mean like downloads and yeah uploads. the bandwidth yeah the bandwidth so that's, so that's now that's nice now I think it's around I don't know, it's it's more than I can use. My battery will run out before the data runs out. It's around 10 gigabytes or 30 gigabytes per month for something like that. Nice. So that's a lot. That's that's a lot. And it's it's affordable, which is the the most important part. So now my typical day would be like a wake up. Um, if I want to work at home, I do that. If not, I can just take my car go to the beach or to the park and I just I can just chill there and with my internet connection at my and I'm in my laptop uh, I attend stand up um, I work for a few hours until like the battery lasts and then I have to head back home because my laptop won't last all day but it lasts quite a few hours so, so that's nice so but I don't of, think that's the same experience for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. A lot of people, like, uh, if people are curious, they, they will probably, like, go and type, type uh, Mauritius in, in, in Google and they will see beautiful pictures. It is really like that, Mauritius. Is, it is really beautiful, tropical. Yeah, the beaches are, are really like that and the mountain, mountains as well. But then you also have the cities and the, the villages and the the more urban areas like Eben, where all the IT companies exist. Um, so there you would I I don't really like that that area. Uh, it never never appealed to me. It feels more like a factory than an IT workplace to me. So I worked there for I think around six months couldn't do it just left <laughs> so yeah I, I i don't really like the area but it is like one of the biggest um, economic assets of the country and a lot of it companies work there uh, like they settle there so yeah there's like all kinds of weather and all kinds of landscapes just a few minutes away that's how it feels being here that, that sounds that sounds awesome um, so I, I, I didn't ask you, but what, what's the language that people use in, in Mauritius? Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting one. Most people speak in Creole, Mauritian Creole. That's the mother tongue of 
guess pretty much everyone, but also um, everyone is taught English and French uh, in school. So since the very first day of school, so anyone you meet, you can speak English or French to them. Um, they will, it's very likely they will understand, um, but that's not their language of choice. They probably prefer speaking Creole to each other. But in the workplace, it's mostly French if your company is not an English-based company. But yeah, it's these three languages. And then apart from that, depending on their ethnicity, everyone speaks an extra language. Like I could speak Hindi or Bhojpuri. Um, someone else could speak Arabic or Chinese, Mandarin. Um, yeah. Or I guess the last one is Tamil. Yeah, yeah, that's all I can remember. So, uh, so everyone speaks around four languages here, four or five. That's incredible. That's that's a lot. Four languages. I wish I could. Speak. I also speak JavaScript. <laughs> so five, ten. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Awesome, um, Sandeep. I I really appreciate it. Like it was really interesting um, what you shared with us and uh, about your experience and what you live in Mauritius. Um, I, I'm sure people can feel how passionate you are and how dedicated you are. Um, so it's thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, thank yeah, you for inviting me. I hope yeah. you all the best and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, David. Talk to you soon. Bye bye, Sandeep. Bye bye.